You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back, niggas. It has been two weeks and some changes since y'all heard my country ass once, but we are back. I am Jeremy, one of your hosts of the Ratchet Rams podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. And I am joined by my friend and my co host. Hey everybody, it's Candace back in the fold, up on the East Coast now, uh, living this beach life, you know, everybody ain't able, but thankfully I am. Um, How does it feel being in God's favor? Well, you know, I'm that girl. Um, Listen, I'm glad to be back. I don't have any AKAs. We have a packed show and we have a guest. If you are subscribed to our Patreon, which you should. At the Blue Noise level, you just heard the wind down, which came back Friday. And we had our special guest, Adrian, who goes by ADT, ESQ, or Esquire, if you don't know what that means, 83 on the the social medias, mainly Twitter. She don't tweet a lot, but we're going to break her out of that. (laughs) Go for it. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Trust me, you... You you're doing amazing, sweetie, because the internet is fucking ridiculous. It's ghetto over there on the Twitters. <laughs> but welcome, Adrian. We are glad to have you. Um, you did such an amazing job Friday with the wind down. I know the spirit of cutting up is in you for ratchet ramblings, because we are absolutely about to get very ridiculous. I just want to say that. I'm for it. Sign me up. Okay. Before we get into our shows, um, shit has been real hectic for the casting of Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is slated to return in approximately two weeks. The super trailer has come out, um, but Mel and Martell, Eminem or Dumb and Dumber, have been arguing up and down fucking Instagram and Facebook as if they don't have four children, at least three of which are old enough to get on the internet and read things on social media from their parents. Um, And it's dumb shit, okay? It's dumb shit. Martell is primarily the culprit. But I feel like when they, they have an ongoing custody battle, Martell is trying to get full custody of the kids from Mel because she allows her her gay brother to babysit them. And Mel is like, you've been a homophobe. Okay, you married a homophobe. You stayed with a homophobe. You had another baby with a homophobe after he had an outside baby. And you he got caught cheating. Um, that's not the big joker you think it is when you stayed, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because we uh me and Candace, uh, even though we was off, we uh, you know, we chopped the shit. I mean, me and Candace talk every day. Um, and we talked about this. And uh, while Mel is not responsible for Martell's homophobia, she is responsible for not checking his homophobia while they were married. And also, like Kansas just said, you stay. Like, you can't be like, you such a homophobe, I hate you, et cetera. And that may be all well and good, but you stay, Mel. <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't enough of a deal breaker for you when you was married to the nigga. And being a homophobe, and I have an openly gay brother who has been openly gay for so many, so much of his life, 
is partnered and married. Um, I couldn't be with no motherfucker that's homophobic. You, I'm not. I'm not gonna procreate with somebody that's homophobic. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not for me, and it shouldn't be for any woman. Because a lot of times, homophobia comes into a triple play. Motherfuckers are usually homophobic. They're usually misogynistic. And they typically are willing to do anything to be in proximity to whiteness. Say it. And that's what she's dealing with, quite frankly. Because you, you're seeing his words. And that's. maybe my mama always taught me, you pay attention to how people treat people outside of them. Because how they treat the world in general, eventually that treatment comes back for you. Absolutely. So you dealt with his homophobia. Now you're dealing with a cheater. And he's a misogynist. And all, and all types of stuff. He yep. feels like she shouldn't, she, her whole life should be dedicated to watching those kids 24-7, nonstop. She shouldn't have a career. She shouldn't be more successful than he is. She shouldn't make more money than him. It's almost, sometimes it feel like a diss record. It's like, I make more money to you. I got my builder's license. I got hella businesses. My mama look better. My fa- my fa- is better. I drive a better car. My friends is better. My weave is better than your mama weave. Like, Mel is a walking <laughs> diss track when it comes to Martel. And I'm very much sure that pisses him off. Um, but a motherfucker who had more all the time in the world to carry on an affair for nearly half his marriage and father two children with that with his mistress. And I use mistress loosely because that was his girlfriend. Um don't tell me you you could be no better parent than male because when you have free time you found that you used it to stick your dick in everybody but your wife when you could have been taking some of the load off her with the kids can i say something that may be a little bit controversial yes be our guest we say shit we shouldn't say all the time <laughs> i was about to say hell. you it's know what while I don't blame Mel for her for Martel's behavior, I do kind of fault her for not protecting her kids. Because when you're going through a divorce and you know the man that he is, you know the type of narcissist he is, you know he followed you around on dates, you know what type of man he is, you know he had already started a dirt campaign and you didn't get a gag order in this divorce. Yeah. Mm. I want to say that she and Martell have the worst legal teams known to man because typically in high profile, and I'm not saying they are Meghan Markle and Prince Harry or no shit like that, but when it comes to being known and when it comes to social media, they are a pretty high profile couple. Especially with the success of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yeah, people who don't even watch Love and Marriage Huntsville know about what Mel and Martell got going on. Yeah. There should have absolutely been a gag order. There should have absolutely been an order that states if either y'all are on social media discussing the details of this case, the details of the marriage, anything that a judge could find harmful for these kids, you will be held in contempt of court. Yeah. And that's why I don't, and it's hard to say anything against Mel, like online or anything, 
Um, or like criticizing that point where, well, why didn't you get a gag order for this? Because everyone then thinks you're siding with Martell when honestly, Mel and Martell aren't that far apart from each other, if we want to be really honest. <laughs> um, she, she made for she knows how to polish it better. Yeah, she knows how to polish it better. Hey, we just been saying this the whole time. We too. just said <laughs> this too. And we also said that we don't fart, we don't fault Mel for his cheating, but we absolutely fought her for waiting so long to hold him accountable. It didn't just start at the cheating. It started with yeah. him not being present and accounted for in the home, him not helping where he should, him not being a present parent when he should have, because he had all he had too much time to go out and start ho- a whole other family with this woman. Mm-hmm. You what waited so long to talk- hold him accountable, and then it came back to bite you. Yeah, what I said when we was talking on the phone that that Ken's like you, Martell, one of them niggas. He ain't never had to been accountable for a damn thing a day in his life. No, he hasn't. He has by always nobody. been excused for his behavior by somebody. Somebody has always justified it and made him a tragic victim. His mama, his friends, his wife, his lawyer. You know what I'm saying? It it don't matter. He's always found a way to not hold himself accountable. Probably the only one that, probably the first time he ever had to be accountable with that damn uh, therapist. I forget his name. That was on the show. Dr. Yeah, yeah, Francis. Yeah, Dr. Francis. Francis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He got, he got the hell off. How- he ain't been back yep. to Dr. Francis since. <laughs> right. I wonder if they still go to their co-parenting coordinator, mediator. They couldn't. Person. They couldn't. Not, yeah. They could. Damn, I feel like that lady, I feel like that lady look at them like, you're, y'all don't pay me enough money for this shit. <laughs> And and then on the flip side, I feel absolutely awful for Mel to have had four kids with somebody I'm sure you love because love one of the only things that make you overlook huge fucking red flags and a mixture of stupidity. But you married this man, y'all built these businesses together, y'all start earning all this money together, seeing all this financial success together. And that's a blinder as well. Because if you walk away from it, it's almost like starting over from scratch. And this motherfucker won't even allow you the space to go heal. He violated you. He got his outside girlfriend pregnant twice and has bore one baby through that situation. And he is constantly acting like you slapped him in the face or some shit. Because it was wild that he was thinking she's supposed to protect him when the kids are asking, well, why isn't our family structure how it is? Yeah, he's sitting up doing shit like bribing the kids with ice cream and shit to see what Mel says about them. And those kids told the truth. I I want those babies to always tell the truth. Tell, Tell the truth, even if your mama wrong, your daddy wrong, or whoever right, tell the truth. It is not those kids' responsibility to hide their parents' shortcomings. But they said that Mel sat them down and explained to them why they were no longer living under one roof with with mommy and daddy and what led to that. And he talked about she be telling my kids the truth. She tells your kids the truth about Mm -hmm. you. If you don't want your kids to know that's the type of nigga you are, be a better nigga. Hello. Have better character. And I mean, hell, they ain't done because remember his uh, they son, um, 
And I don't it was know the if... daughter. The daughter saw him out with the with the mistress and the daughter in the in the son. Mm. And then the fucking dumbass mistress talking about y'all trust me, don't ever have a baby with a married man. Look what I'm going through. Bitch, you needed to go through it to know you shouldn't be having babies with men that's already married to somebody that's not you. You should baby. suffer too. The only person that, that's suffering in that situation is that baby. The rest of you dumb motherfuckers get what you get. Get what your hands I, call for. I feel sorry I for the gonna, kids. I was going to say, I ain't but two root baby rolling around in that damn lady head. Oh, you being generous that, too. That bitch elevator goes straight to the fucking basement. It has never been past the, the lobby. It do not go up to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Which is so sad. I mean, because honestly, in the environment that we're in and how social media and stuff is, she really could have came up off of this. She really could have. <laughs> I mean, no, let's just be honest because it's not people have this hate for her, not because she was a mistress. Because we've seen mistress. We've, I watched the, what, the side chicks of Charlotte. I was entertained. So I'll watch it, but it was just her disrespect, oh, and yeah, she's just stupid. Charlotte, Charlotte is an actual show, it, and I think it, it was good too. Home. It was good. Didn't we cover it at a time, Candy? No, we had considered covering it. Oh, but yeah. she could have done so much more with this. She did a you a YouTube page, and instead of what I would have done, built up all of that, and I would have been doing reviews on the show. <laughs> instead of instead of dragging him, she got all this hate in her heart for Mel. You are first of all when she sat down and did that um interview with wine wine down with Tasha K with her bankrupt ass. Um she talked about the she acknowledged that she knew she knew before she met him that he was married. She knew. You were not unassuming. You were not lied to. He did not tell you, oh, I'm in the middle of a divorce or my wife, I'm so miserable. I don't want to be with her, but I can't leave her. No, you knew he was married and you still proceeded to carry on a multi-year relationship with him that resulted in two pregnancies, one aborted and one son. I Nobody feels sorry for you, Miss Mamas. You know why I think she's crazy because you are very fucking pretty. Mm -hmm. You know why I think she hates me is because she couldn't snap. She couldn't make uh, Martell leave her. That's what I as think it is. As soon as Martell got single, instead of fulfilling all of them promises he made her, he went and started sleeping with she. Can't get Sheree off the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> she is like 12 years his senior or some shit. Wait, really? Yes, yeah. Martell and Mel are in their very early 40s, like 40, 41. Sheree is like 53. Oh, yeah, well, I know Sheree, but I, damn, shit. I ain't know Martell was that much younger. Shit, I'm thinking that nigga like 48 or some shit. No, he is pretty young. Matter of fact, I think Mel is older than Martell. No, I think she's younger than him. Oh, is she younger than him? Because he, if I'm basing on a timeline of graduation and stuff, because he graduated late. 
So I think she is like maybe a year or two. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) So Martell is 40. (laughs) I am hollering. That was so fucking funny. Because I know that that Tisha is the youngest on the show. Tisha was the youngest. Now Destiny is the youngest. Okay. Uh, Martell is 40. Melody is 36. Yep. Oh, she's 36. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know he's, I know he's like 40 because he like used to post about turning 40 or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, so it's coming back. It looked like it's gonna be a heavy season. There is speculation based on the super trailer that we're going to see Kimmy uh battling cancer breast cancer um she shaves her head in her most recent ig picture she has a bandage where a chemo or radiation port will go on her chest um her she and maurice's nonprofit are specifically uh getting very heavy into breast cancer charity and things of that nature um you know you we totally huh if that's that's crazy that's heavy um but i'm spending i know we're gonna spend the season dragging mail and martell and destiny broke ass <clears throat> destiny about broke as she could be madani back closed how you got a beauty supply store and can't make no money what products is you carrying in that motherfucker because <laughs> motherfuckers is always buying weed and we carrying martell's products in her store yeah she was that's this why might explain Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you remember she was supposed to have the salon suites and shit. How you can't stay open? I'm gonna be honest. Once they open back up salons and nail shops and shit across the country, they ain't been back closed since. Now they've changed when you had to wear a mask when it was mandatory and when it was optional, but as a whole, ever since beauty shops, barber shops, nail shops, massage parlors and spas and shit ever since they opened back up they ain't been closed again since mm-hmm. and alabama is a red state so i know for sure they ain't closed shit down so i'm just trying to wonder how you can't keep a fucking beauty supply store open she in there still in that pink so <laughs> what that luster's peak moisturizing lotion because that's what mm-hmm. that pink sauce look like <laughs> that old school pink lotion for your hair <laughs> Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> Johnson <and> <laughs> Mike is the best worst hype man ever <laughs> in the background saying dumb shit um, but we are, finna move, we are finna move into the shows we'll be covering Love and Marriage Huntsville maybe we get Adrian back on when it's back on so that we could really have a fucking hoedown showdown around this I'm gonna have my fucking... dragon jumpsuit on oh yeah go need it go need a cape too cause I'm finna I'm speaking flying off the handles on these motherfuckers cause boy are they dumb uh, speaking of dumb <laughs> Segway Jones <laughs> Black Ink Chicago. First of all, um, I am very upset that you motherfuckers let Charmaine out that contract. You should have made that bitch continue to film and suffer so that she could really feel how hot it is 
when you have to be held accountable for your actions. Okay, I'm glad we're here because they really let her off light, like real light. Consider real light because you know these production companies they usually don't really play about these fucking contracts, right? Either you gonna film or you can't do shit else with your life because they gonna want their money. I was gonna say, yeah, they be on some DD shoot. Well, I mean, what which, was she gonna have in her shop? Speak, which speaking of, I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Keep y'all famous kids off the internet being fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, Keep about <laughs> famous kids off the internet being stupid. Diddy's son said, "If you okay. if you had to choose between five hundred thousand dollars and a dinner with Jay Z, you should take the dinner with Jay Z." Says a little stupid motherfucker who has easy access to five hundred thousand dollars. Right, your daddy is literally you. Diddy. I didn't know where you was going with stupid kids at first, so yeah. I had to. I, uh, yeah, and right. I'm gonna mention T.I. Tadpole looking ass son too, because when the whole incident went down with him threatening the employee at Waffle House, T.I. got on the internet talking about y'all don't talk about my son being a straight A student. He's a criminal. He's a fucking criminal. He's a loser. Your son it's is like a his loser. He got all those fucking straight A's and he can't stay out of jail. <laughs> but you checking Hymans. You worried about Hymans. Worried you should have been worried about your son. And everything <laughs> fucking else. And you got this little big mouth cartoon character looking motherfucker looking as dirty as he want to look. He you know do, who he look he's like. fucking ugly. And his, you know and his, his attitude ugly. Remember the uh, remember the witch from Banjo Kazooie? Oh God, Jeremy. Too far. Okay, cool. You no, know, it's fair. Um, it's fair game, but y'all kids be dumb and just keep them off the internet. That's all we're asking. However, true. I will say that Ti was on the internet and he he still weird was rightfully so dragging his son. But just stay off the internet. You shouldn't have to drag your son on the internet either. Just stay off right? the internet. <laughs> Yeah, right, like, he dra- he dragged his son, but that whole well, he eighteen, and what can I do? Like the same shit you could have did when you uh when he was threatening fucking Waffle House workers. You ain't want to drag him in, but you want to drag him now that he got he catching charges. You're not you little that. motherfuckers have not lived the life that maybe your parents have had to live, and stop fucking acting like it. And and more importantly, as my friend said, keep it off the internet. Thank you so much. Thank That's you. all we're asking. Um, but back to Black Ink. Yeah, Charmaine, Charmaine got off really fucking easy. Um, so Don wants Ryan to start dating. And I'm going to tell you why it's dangerous to try to push people back into the dating world before they're ready, before they're healed, before they have figured their shit out. Because they're gonna make the same fucking mistakes they made before. And especially that, in Ryan's case. They're gonna make the same fucking mistakes they made before. If Ryan is not ready to start dating, there is a reason Ryan is not ready to start dating. And I applaud Ryan for leaving women the fuck alone. And so he's not playing in their face again. Because we have seen Ryan playing at least four women's face on this on the course of this goddamn show. Yeah, that's being baby generous. mama, cat, kitty, and uh, whoever fucking else. I was Get about to... your shit together. Get 
your shit together. Keep going to therapy. Keep doing the work. Keep healing. Keep figuring shit out. Leave keep figuring out why you sabot- why you sabotage your romantic relationships and shit like that. So Don trying to force it only to set him up with a relationship as expert who also has some type of mental health background. That was very vile to me. I think any type of help like that should always be voluntary on, on the part of the person receiving it. Send somebody up for an ambush is never, is never good. It's never good, especially when you also saying, yo, I know you're not ready to date yet. He'd already said he wasn't ready to date. So that would have been a perfect opportunity to say, I know you're not ready to date, but I know this dating expert that you could sit down with and just have a conversation with and figure out and, what steps it would take for you to prepare yourself to get back in the dating world. And, and not only that, but also... You are a nigga who's relate, whose marriage is hanging on by a fucking toenail. I was about thank you. Thank you. Like that's a good, like nigga, your marriage is hanging on by your wife's weave. If you don't shut your ass up, dog. Like if nobody like, needs nigga. dating advice from a nigga who has fathered multiple outside babies on his wife. Nigga, half of the goddamn drama on this show has been you and Ryan's dating life, Don. If you don't sit your stupid ass down some goddamn. You need to take a step back from your own fucking marriage and figure your shit out. <laughs> You need to take a step back from marriage. <laughs> you need to take a step back from marriage because you and Ashley have gone through it as and to some extent every fucking season of this show. Including this one, if the preview is any yes, indication. They gonna be beefing it out on this season. <laughs> Nobody wanna imagine. double date with you motherfuckers. Y'all need to talk to the dating expert and figure out if y'all should be married or seeing other people. <laughs> and Don, you been seeing other people. That's yeah, real. I, <laughs> say it. Like, boy, if you don't sit your stupid. When you said it, I was like, I know. I, I turned into all that bit, but I, I know who I think it is. Yeah, duh. And why isn't he advertising his gym more on the show? Because every time okay. I watch the show, I'm like, you That's the hard hit questions, Asia. All my teams would be in the gym. I would have my gym shirts on all the time. Cause he don't probably had no actual ownership in that fucking gym. Oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense then. If anything, anything he probably doing they might have asked him to be the face of it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It might okay. be a partnership or something that went south. Okay. Cause that's that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. Um. Four. You can call it foreplay, horseplay, five play, six play, yo play, our play, we eat. Do play, sue play. Nobody Sue-play. wants that fucking music from you. And I want you to leave us alone with this bullshit. <laughs> the best thing that came from this album is that fucking lingerie party, which is fucking lit. And then getting fucking you and your baby mama is weird. Very Y'all is fucking weird, boy. And shout out to Drea for having enough sense to be like, you know what? Him and his baby mama still got a lot going on. I'm not getting in that. I'm pretty sure she's seen Forrest News. I'm pretty sure she's seen his. She's seen it from every angle, like we have when he was putting the camera on his butthole. <laughs> on his chocolate starfish. All chocolate. fucking right. That's the show title. Thank you, friend. Oh, chocolate fucking. starfish. Text me that, Jeremy. 
<laughs> oh God, we will never let you forget that you showed us you, the world saw your booty hole. Um, but she was weird. Why did she even show up? Because you okay you get an invitation. Okay, I'm glad we here. Me and Mike had a conversation about how when couples break up and there are children involved, until they can actually figure shit out, they need to focus on co-parenting. They do not need to be hanging out, kicking it, going out for drinks, going to each other's parties and shit like that. Because it's still a lot of feelings there. That baby fresh out her fresh out her pussy. And they still having sex. She said it. So yeah, and they still sleeping together. So what are y'all doing? And this and Ford gaslights her, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He gaslights the fuck out of her. Because no, don't invite her to shit where she's got to stand around and see you hugged up on half-naked women. Oh, yeah, she was uninvited. He did invite her. She saw a flyer on Instagram and said, I wonder where my invite is. And then went lingerie shopping with one of her friends to pop up. That's right. That's some weirdo shit. That's some weirdo shit. That's Man. fresh baby mama shit. I get it. Fresh baby mama shit. It is. <laughs> no, it, for sh- it is. That's fresh baby I mama shit. And it wouldn't surprise me if that girl ends up pregnant again because they look like the type who didn't wait the six to eight weeks. You judging because I didn't wait my six to eight. You judging, Candace. <laughs> hey, well, I, I'm not judging. I'm just a bitch that didn't want any more kids. <laughs> and knowing how fertile I am, I was like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm sorry if this is TMI, but when we talk about pregnancy, if me and Mike blink too hard, I'm a P positive on the pregnancy test. <laughs> like every time we've joked about it, like, yeah, with London, we was like, damn, I probably gonna end up pregnant soon. I was pregnant with Taj. I was like, we was like, okay, we finna try again to try to have one more baby. I was pregnant within like weeks. So I can't afford to, we can't afford to play. And as you say this, I now think about how quickly I got pregnant again. So your point stands. Your yeah, point it's very stands. quick, especially because I'm over yes. 35 now. So I run the risk of if I get pregnant again, we run the w- risk of having twins and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we for sure, we we for sure, we waited till the IUD had settled in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that girl pops up pregnant again but you came uninvited then you bought a guest uninvited and then brought somebody his from his building then you brought his like, neighbor somebody from his building and then was flirting with his neighbor like and the crazy part was we know that for is very fucking flirtatious however he was literally working the room for his album release that don't need to be released. He should have had an album unreleased party. Uh, a girl an album burial party. A, a album burial party. Yeah, he, he needs to burn that on every fucking media platform. 
An album, an album farewell party. <laughs> yeah, an album go to hell party. But he was really working the room. When you call an album foreplay, first of all, when he did his radio interview, he's he said he's he's pulling for a female audience, right? Because let's be. <laughs> Because Woman let's be honest, too. Mike talk about because ain't no gonna be no niggas listening to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> because let's be honest, women are huge consumers of certain types of hip hop. When it's you know, ask the baby before but, he blew up his career. Yeah, but like he, he was working the room. He's talking to women who came out to support and show love. Him and Dryer literally wasn't doing shit, but cracking some jokes and shit. And she talked about he probably fucked her. He didn't fuck a lot of women in here. Why you care? Because Dre wanna fuck. Even then, like, why you care? And so yo, yo get back was, oh, I'm gonna flirt with his neighbor who wasn't invited to this party either. And like just goofy. You, very and I know she, goofy. I know she felt stupid when they shook up. Yeah, and they I agreed. She saw this episode. I hope she saw this episode and feel like a fucking dingbat because Drea was like, "Hey, I'm not fucking with that man. He got too much. He got a newborn baby. He got a newborn." Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, girl, good fucking night. Go sit your dumb ass down. I that which, could be the theme for damn near everybody on the show. <laughs> yeah. To which next week or tomorrow, Tuesday, um, we'll see a big blow up between four and the baby mama, and he's gaslighting her. And you know, and this this again is why if you are not trying to make shit work. Break the shit off and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Period. Where are That's her people it. at? Because she's not from Chicago. No, she could take her dumb ass back to Texas. She's from Texas? I believe yeah. so. They met yeah. when he went to Texas during the pandemic, remember? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to Texas and, and have a clean break. There's no way that y'all are going to be able to cohabitate and all this other shit, and and go y'all separate directions as as individuals. So his gaslighting is on like a whole nother level. He yeah, because she's whole, there by herself. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I and let me be honest, she is very toxic. She is very toxic. I do not care for her at all in the way she communicates and shit. But I I feel like if he has said before she's toxic, if you know that woman is toxic then you know you're not going to be able to live in the same home with her and raise no kid with her. And then and then y'all act like y'all not together. In her mind, y'all are together because y'all are doing we together shit. Mm-hmm. Now go sell some drugs because that music career ain't hidden. Um, or start no, I don't want no four tattoo. Four is not... No, if we is... The, <laughs> Oh, nah, Mag, Ryan and Kat was the only good tattoo artist in that goddamn shop. Yeah. Foreign Van could eat a fucking brick for all I care when it comes to tattooing. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was it was Cat and Ryan always were the best tattoo artists amongst that the original crew. So he needed to sell some drugs. He's not a great tattoo artist either. Um, where are we going next, friends? Let's just throw it in the air. Uh, let's let's uh let's go to uh Housewives. Okay. Uh, this was the episode before the season finale. No, the season finale is tonight. Yes, yeah. with that fucking fashion show with no fashions. Um, how dreadful! How dreadful. <laughs> I just I want to get this off my chest. Sheree does not give a fuck about she by Sheree, so leave us alone about she by Sheree. At this she point, is too fucking cavalier. First, my question is, why would you set a date for a fashion show before you even got samples in your fucking hand? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure when she, I'm pretty sure, and I've never, did, I've never did no fashion shit a day in my life. But I'm pretty sure that you get your samples where they need alterations and nips and tucks and this and that. You send them back out for that. You get them on a model. And then you go from there. Why would you set a date, pick a venue, and everything else before you had the samples in your fucking hand, lady? Sheree's always been a kind of show off before it's finished. She had the housewarming before her whole house was finished, and then was that her? <laughs> and then got mad when people were wandering around into un, you know, unfinished places. She's very much I'm here for the party, not the product type person. Mm. Yeah, she definitely is a hat. She does everything half ass. Everything about Sheree is half-assed. I'm going to be real. At this point, I feel like she about Sheree money laundering scheme at this point. It's definitely a pyramid scheme. It's like vector knives for workout clothes. (laughs) Vector shows. (laughs) It's definitely like Herbalife for workout clothes. (laughs) She about herbal. (laughs) She she about tea leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it, it doesn't, it exists, but it don't exist. Because she don't want it to exist. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are too many ways to get your hands on workout gear that you should not have to, shit should not be getting stuck in fucking Alaska. Yeah, I was going to say, you can go down to the flea market and get you some jobs. And like uh, like Candy said, find a better excuse. At least. At least don't play in people's face. Alaska is the U.S. How some shit gets stuck in Alaska? <laughs> the shit ain't stuck in customs. Stuck in Alaska, bitch. Really, really. <laughs> yeah, she. I, that's just Sheree's. Honestly, if we're being real, like when Candace said that, that sums up Sheree's entire career on Housewives in a nutshell. Just. Not being fucking for real, playing in people's face. Yeah, that's her in a nutshell. I also I understand they're doing it for TV purposes, but I would really like for y'all to stop gaslighting Kenya when it comes to she and Marlo's relationship. Ninety eight percent of the time, Marlo has been the aggressor when it comes to her and Kenya not getting along. Now I'm gonna drag Kenya in another instance but i would not want to be friends with the bitch who has said the type of vile shit that marlo has said to me yeah like, and like and, and you're right candace like it's it's clearly like that 
the, the storyline has to continue for TV purposes, right? We, we know that. We understand that. But it's still very fucking annoying when, like, anybody, like, it's Marlo is the, is the common detrationator in this scenario. It's Marlo. Right. I don't see you know, Marlo they have to, of how she did her nephew, so I'm not gonna have nothing nice to say. Yeah, Marlo can go to hell for several reasons. Um, <laughs> the main reason is acting like you had to boot those kids out of your home into a two bedroom house that already contained four other kids mm. for them to get some structure. That could have been achieved in your home. I knew yeah. I did the right thing. You did not. You did not. Every time the going gets rough with kids, you cannot send them to other people's house. It just don't work like that. And I don't, well, because I don't get how she can do it when you're for all your things as I was a foster child. I know what this feels like. I know what that feels like. And then you did that to those children. Mm. You trash. You you complete trash. In my trash. She got a nasty spirit, and Very. I felt like that joint birthday party. Kenya is a better bitch than me because as soon as I would have seen it was a joint birthday party, I would have took me and my family and my friends, and I would have fucking left. We would have went and had dinner elsewhere. I would not have stuck around for that shit. You are not going to convince me I should celebrate my birthday party with the same bitch who every time she get mad wants to use my abusive ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband as a gotcha. No. Not gonna happen. Fuck Marlo. And again, I have said said this and I will continue to say this. Uh, No motherfucker no motherfucker that got all their money from sleeping with old decrepit white men can say a goddamn thing to me. So About any fucking thing about nothing and you take that in your pipe and you go to hell Marlo that's what you do absolutely talking about Kenya you have said some things that have cut me to my core bitch shut up <laughs> and you know what Marlo if she did good you deserve it bleed out if it cuts you to your core bleed out do us all a favor um, like huh. never mind go ahead Kenya go ahead Drew, how Drew te- tear her Achilles and she never fucking ran? How she dropping anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know dropping it with Drew is a pyramid scheme too, because you that that was some shit that showed you do not work out on a regular basis. Your body in no shape or fashion was prepared for you to run any fucking where but to the hospital. <laughs> you ran right into the ground, bitch. Literally. We're speaking of, have y'all seen like uh, her and Sheree going back and forth on the internet looking stupid as fuck? Yes, and I want to tell, I want to tell Miss Drew mm. telling women at least I got a husband is not the gotcha you think it is, especially when your husband has more respect for your castmates than he does for you. Yeah, like, a, a, yeah. like mm-hmm. your husband is a nigga named Ralph Drew. And the only good part about a nigga named Ralph is his is how he's dealing with the uh, situation with your son. 
Yes. Other than that, that is objectively a good thing. Other than that, Eat Ralph trash. is not the greatest husband. Ralph put more energy into helping you plan a birthday party for Kenya and Marlo than he does whining and dining you on a regular basis. Or nigga man, Ralph puts more effort into ghosting you for days at a time than the marriage. So throwing up in Sheree face how you, at least you got a husband. And it's like, well, do you have Do one? you really? Do, do you, you really? Do you, sweetie? Do you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's a no. Beautiful track shoes. Beautiful track shoes. Um, the way Kenya was talking to that woman at the model call, I'm gonna be honest, it, it annoyed me, but also Kenya was asking the hard hidden questions. Kenya was asking the hard hidden questions like, how do you, how you having a model call, how you having a, a, a fashion show call? And it's not being publicized on the internet. Who coming? Who are all going to be there? So where did they yeah. advertise that then if it wasn't? We don't know. Oh, oh, okay. I thought maybe I missed it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, I, I think what it was is made, like Kenya's tone that that made it annoying but she she didn't lie yeah and especially like you know because i mean we we give kenya you know we give and have given kenya flack um like everybody has um in the past for her you know transgressions and shit and rightfully so but like when it comes to like fashion and modeling and stuff like she was you know in her heyday she was that girl for a time yeah and I mean, she still looks good, just that damn skin, but she, <laughs> she still looks good. So if anybody knows this type of shit, it's Kenya. Right. And maybe I missed it. When did she, when did Sheree engage Kenya to like help with this? Because it would seem if I know I'm going to put on a fashion show, Kenya is probably who I would have started with. This Sheree we talking about, so. I was about to say. She's going to have so to do oh. everything. I'm trying to say. make logic out of the illogical. Okay, yeah, you trying to I'll make you trying you trying to make sense out of nonsense. I will stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we can get to the the dragging that I have for Kenya. I do not, in any capacity, think Ross was aggressive, scary, or any of that when he put Kenya in her place about the way she was talking to Sonya. Kenya is somebody, and they have rolled the footage even this season, Kenya is somebody that is chronically late for every fucking thing. Mm -hmm. She is never on time for anything when the girls go on a trip. She arrives by her own means. She wants to get her own room and, and locations away from the girls. And when they go places and do things, Kenya is always late. She the always time Kenya on time is when she goes with to her. Yeah, she always bringing the fucking baby with her everywhere they fucking go and got to have special accommodations. So when she's showing up to things that Sonya has planned late, 
if you're not here to leave when we leave, you got to get there your own way, baby. And if you know you're going to be late, let me know ahead of time so I can send you the information for you to get there. You don't get to show up late then try to blow my phone down like where y'all at. No. Manny, where you at? And she was, again, Kenya has a very bad habit of talking to people any kind of way and then want to be handled delicately. She was talking to Sonya like Sonya was shit on the bottom of her shoe. So when Ross stood up and said, this is not what we finna do with my wife. You're not finna talk to her like that. I felt that in my spirit because that's what the fuck he was supposed to do. Correct. Because Kenya is one of those women who, aside from Marlo, she can't out-bully Marlo. But Kenya is one of those women that once she feels like she can bully you, she's going to continue to do it. Because we saw her do it last season with Drew. Yeah. So then she sits down with Sheree on that little boat ride talking about he's aggressive and it was scary and this, that, and the third. And then going to say, I wish Sheree hadn't carried that bone back. If you felt like that man was disrespectful and aggressive, why wouldn't you want Sonya and Ross to know that? Right. There is a, and we can have the real honest conversation the implication that a black person is aggressive is very dangerous. Yeah. Even we, if said by other black people to black people. Yes. We know that we know the implications that come with calling black people aggressive. Mm-hmm. We know that because non-black people assuming that black people are aggressive leads to leads to them losing their lives. It's an instant dog whistle. Mm-hmm. and if you couldn't go to Sonya and Ross and say hey I felt you were being a little aggressive you know I wasn't trying to disrespect Sonya things may have got a little heated but I didn't feel like if you can't do that you needn't call him aggressive in any capacity because you you didn't mean that for real you were trying to talk shit to Sheree and I'm glad Sonya called Kenya and said something to her because he wasn't being aggressive. Was. No other person at that table felt that man was being aggressive. Nah, he wasn't. He was doing, like you said, Ken, doing what you're supposed to do because no, no man or woman, nobody like with sense is going to let anybody talk to their partner crazy like that any old kind of way. Nobody is going to do that. At all. And if you let somebody do it, we not together no more. But hello, I, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Hello, and it, and it and it doesn't have to be like ultra aggressive. It doesn't have to be violent. It's just like, hey, you're not finna talk to my to my wife like that. Hey, you're not finna talk to my man like that. You're not finna talk to my partner like that. That and that and that's what Ross did. Just very Definitely. simple, concise to the point. Didn't he wasn't like he wasn't none of that shit that Kenya was trying to. Like project on him. He was just like, "Hey, this is not what we're doing. You're not going to talk to my wife like that." Period. Period. Um, this tonight is the season finale. Um, and as we see, uh, Dwight showing up for another fashion show with no fashions. Tyrone shows up and so on and so forth. So I think it'll be a good season finale. But overall, I was, I was 
I enjoyed the season. I did. Yeah, it was it was better than I thought it was gonna be, only because the last two couple of seasons have been like, okay, now Andy, you 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 can go to hell. But it it was present. It was surprisingly entertaining. What I will say though, don't bring Sonya back no more. I think they're gonna, gonna, gonna do Sonya. some razzle dazzle. Oh. Yeah, I think they keep it. Unless Sonya. you, Andrew. Well, yeah, who, well, who the hell are they gonna get rid of? Of course, she's coming back next week. Marlo. I, I answered my own that question, Marlo. Yeah, I'm, get rid I'm of wondering if Marlo gonna keep her peach. I did get take it. She shouldn't have never had it to begin with. For sure. For sure. I still ain't forgot you motherfuckers playing in my face trying to tell me that Marlo was that girl and she deserved that peach. I would never let you motherfuckers live that down. <laughs> Play in my face. I'm not so goddamn Marlo that well. While we in Atlanta, I, it take a, it's always motherfuckers who look like God put them together with spare parts, treating women terrible. Get Young Jock off my TV screen. <laughs> get that man <laughs> off my tv screen because many years ago when we were introduced to kendra it was made Damn, known it's been that long yeah it was made known Damn. that jock pursued kendra yes he went he he specifically pursued her he wanted her he proposed to her they had a blowout because she said she didn't want no more kids with him and so on and so forth. They get to this fucking wedding and you have been cheating on this woman since y'all have been together. Why? Why playing somebody's face like that? You could have stayed single. You could have stayed single. And also... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say something very controversial. Uh, well, it might not be controversial. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Jock, uh, your news hit the, t- hit the internet a while back. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, according to what people saw, you don't have enough meat to be cheating out here all willy-nilly on, on anybody for, any, for oh. that goddamn bottles. Oh my so the, god. So, so the fact that you have the audacity to do that over a woman that you pursued and it, and it seems like you was good enough for her, like you got a lot of goddamn nerves, You got more audacity than dick. That was, yes, you have more audacity than dick. You need your motherfucking face slapped off, boy. Nobody, no, nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves to be treated like that. And from what we've seen, and but you know what? I should have known because no, because the way he kept describing their relationship, she has been down with me through some terrible, 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 terrible time. I can't stand when motherfuckers treat relationships like it's the Hunger Games. (laughs) Made a made a best man or woman win, like. If that's the type of relationship you have, that's not no relationship. That's torture. That's torture. You could just be single. You could be single. 
Leave this woman alone. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get this one. Off. This one just came to me. <laughs> You could have been single and disobedient women without no hesitation. Jock, what is you doing? Disappointing big jock. <laughs> like, I am so utterly confused. First of all, Kendra made a very beautiful bride. That country Wayne yeah. shit was very cringe. Very. What? <sighs> And I don't know if I could have married somebody that set up something that corny for my wedding. I'm sorry. I would have been like, it was at this moment that she knew she couldn't marry this nigga. (laughs) Rounded up. And maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed something in the previous season. Why did did it seem like they, she was rushing to get married? No, they've been engaged for a while. Okay. Yeah. They've been engaged for a while. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like in the context of being engaged for oh, a while, the pandemic why does that it... shit up? Okay, pandemic fucked them up. They had to change okay. their wedding date multiple times, change the location multiple times. You know, pandemic really did them in, as it did a lot of engaged couples or whatever. Um, and she said okay. that she's one. That she's a. She's a. Uh, she's not like a. She's not as bad. She's not like in hood Hiller Twitter, but she's one of those people that believes in, you know, retrogrades and, you know, picking the right time and season to get married and shit oh, like that. The, so Crystal the, Chakra Twitter? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 That's her. So okay. yeah. and I think honestly, I think Kendra's a good a, a good woman. We've seen that she wants to have a good relationship. Well, not only Jock, but his kids and their moms. She wants him to have good relationships with his kids. We seen her set up therapy and such for him and his son to try to get back on the right path and the good foot. So it's not like she's one of those women because those women exist who really just care about the man and nothing else that the man has going on. So I just just find him to be extremely fucking disgusting for putting her through that when he could have stayed single. I agree. I agree. I also expect no less, unfortunately, because it's job. Yeah, for sure. Um, I... Scrappy, blink twice if you safe. Speaking of niggas that I expect nothing from. Like blink twice if you safe or blink once if you need somebody come rescue you and you being held hostage by Bambi's little gum adult teeth unreasonable ass. Blink thrice if you need a Scooby snack. Because she is the most unreasonable bitch I have ever seen. And that's saying something because it's scrappy we talk about. Imagine telling your mom-in-law the only way she can help you with your kids is if she always got to come to your house because you don't want to have to get three kids ready. Bitch, that's not how none of this works. In the history of grand-fucking parenting, unless the, unless the grandparent lives in home, motherfuckers have to get up and take their kids to their to they grandparent house. Especially if, you want a ba- if you want a break and you want your mom-in-law or your mama to babysit your motherfucking kids... In my heyday, you had to get your motherfucking ass up, pack their bag, get them ready, and drop them the fuck off. 
I was going to say, now back in my day, you know, back in my day as a grand, as, as, as a grandson, you know, my, my folks took me over to my grandparents' house. Hello. When my mama was going out for the weekend and my grandma was going to watch me, my mama would pick, I, my ass would get picked up from school. My bag would already be packed and in the car. She would take me to my grandma's house and she'd be like, okay, I'll be back. Get you Sunday. Oh, my mom was a step ahead. I had clothes already at my grandma's house. See, there you go. (laughs) Like, what world are you living in where you think this lady got to go out of her way to come to your home to help you with kids? If you overwhelmed, you're going to take the help any way you can fucking get it. We losing recipes. recipes, And it's making me nervous because Bambi ain't that fucking young. Scrappy. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Scrappy older than us. Yep. Okay. So I know her ass is too, even though her teeth uh, present younger. The bitch don't look like she ever lost her baby teeth. I always found it odd how Bambi was overwhelmed with the first baby. And kept having and then babies. They- like that close together because in like sitting back and think about it has there they never had like a time married where they didn't have kids did they they did because she didn't have any kids he had his oldest daughter who has got to be a fucking adult now or close to it but he never had custody of her okay. his daughter with erica she's got to be 17 or 18 now 16 17 and so when they got together, they had no kids in the home. Okay. Scrappy is 38. Bambi is 36. Okay. She she looks wait, I'm older than Scrappy. Oh, I just okay. Well, that's what Google said, but you know, Google be lying. It's possible. It's possible. Like he might be thir- like he might be 38, but his neck is 50. I'm done. So he like a sycamore tree. You he is kind of- <laughs> he a sycamore tree. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all never gonna invite me back again. He'll scrap a more tree is what he is. For sure. He'll scrap a more. <laughs> but remember Jeremy when love and hip hop came back, how confused we was that they had so many kids now. Mm-hmm. We was like, wait, what? I got a whole little. Yeah. We were very shocked. Um, yeah. And I don't appreciate Jock lying to his friends. This is the thing. When, when niggas talk about friendships and, and friendship circles, we it's examples like this where we know y'all, this is why y'all don't have fruitful re- friendships. Because he in there lying, talk about anything going on. My wife already know about it. No, she fucking does not. No, she don't. Yeah. She don't which, know. Which, 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 my thing is, I don't even know why he's lying to be insensitive. I ain't like none of you niggas is faithful any damn way. Speaking of faithful, Say, get Erica Mena and Safari and Ridge Dollars off our motherfucking TV screens. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Which this is saying a lot because it's them. 
It's fucking embarrassing. You would backslide the rich dollars of all people. A rich beaties. I can't believe. A rich beaties. Can't believe. Like I am so appalled. And he, you know what I'm going to make that joke. I am so appalled. Like, shouldn't you be somewhere with your foot falling off? <laughs> Instead, you're trying to insert yourself in these people's marriage. And this is why we say Rich is not a good person and he's very fucking immature because you have too much of a history with Erica Mena to try to have a friendship with her while she's still legally married to somebody that you were once friends with. That is too much fucking mess for a motherfucker that's 57. Go somewhere me, and check your blood sugars and sit the fuck down. Check your blood Part of me feels like, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm here to stand in truth and transparency. I believe there, is, there are two reasons that Rich is doing this. Well, three. One, he broke. Yeah. Two, Mona told him to do this or create some drama so he can get paid so he wouldn't be broke again. And three, he bored. Because otherwise, we this can, makes no sense. Why this makes this. absolutely no sense, especially as a matter of fact, nobody even knew this motherfucker had grew up most of his life in Atlanta. So why was he ever on Love and Hip Hop New York? <laughs> Nigga. I feel like he is absolutely doing this to be on this show because uh, they have basically consolidated the Love and Hip Hop franchise to Atlanta and Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's trying to get in where he fucking fits in. Yeah, because this makes no sense otherwise. None. None at, none at all. Um, Eric and Safari, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Y'all are two I, sides I, I, of the same coin. Y'all are both miserable. Y'all are both goofy. And y'all both are bozos. Both, both bozos. And leave us alone. Please, thank you so much. Moving thank on. you so much. Uh, married to medicine. Since we down here in Atlanta, shit, we might as well finish out here. Let me be honest. You finna stand the truth and transparency. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I I I send my my prayers and my wishes go out to heavenly. I it is never never ever easy to have to prepare to bury a parent and lose a parent. But you motherfuckers got me fucked up. If y'all gonna sit up here and talk about. Well, she she her mom is going into hospice and they have to do this and they don't care about that. That has not stopped her from being as vile and nasty as she want to fucking be. Right. If anything, if you are going through something that painful, that hurtful, you would lean more on your friends instead of being fucking nasty to them. Right. You would you you one would think you would err on the side of kindness, not the side of calamity. Again, let me say, Dr. Heavenly is wrong when it comes to how she uses her friends for social capital and financial capital on social media, especially in a negative way. Now, I'm going to give an example because it finally came to me as I was watching the, the most recent episode. If I hear a rumor about Jeremy especially a negative rumor. If I hear a negative rumor about Jeremy, 
whether I know it to be true or not, if I get on social media and I'm constantly repeating that rumor on social media, I'm wrong. Period. Full stop. I didn't start the rumor. I didn't create the rumor. But if I'm continuing to discuss the rumor and propel it forward to people who don't know my friend, I'm wrong as two left shoes on the right foot person. If my friend tells me something that is causing him pain and undue stress, if Jeremy comes to me and he's having relationship issues, even if he's spoken about them on social media, if he's having relationship issues and I know that they're taking him through the ringer, if I get on my social media and I'm opening my friend up to the, the nasty negative opinions of strangers and allowing them to create their own narratives, that's fucking wrong. If, if Jeremy says, you know, my, my girl not pulling her weight in the bedroom, you know, the sex is, is then fell off, the intimacy then fell off, and it's, I'm having a hard time. And maybe Jeremy tweeted, you know, what can you do to revitalize your sex life with your partner if you feel like it's falling off? And then I come back and it's like, yeah, my homeboy Jeremy, his gal ain't giving him no pussy. What y'all think the problem is? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all think is the problem? Why he ain't getting fucked? And strangers talk about, because maybe his wee-wee little. <laughs> maybe the foreplay stinks. Maybe he broke. Maybe the head whack. Come on now. Like, I'm just having a very, very hard time believing a woman as intelligent as heavenly, because she is intelligent. You don't become no form of a doctor without being intelligent and knowledgeable and can comprehend and understand things. So I am just really fucking baffled that she cannot pick up on what she's doing wrong because that's exactly what she's doing to Contessa and the other women on the show. I don't care if Contessa has told the world about some of her marital problems as her friend, you shouldn't be sitting on social media opening her up to more vitriol from people. Because motherfuckers have started running wild talking about Scott beat on her and all type of shit. Yes, in my opinion, Scott is mentally and emotionally abusive. Yes. Yeah, we saw it last season. But in no form or fashion do I think Scott is sitting up beating on Contessa. Nah, I don't believe that either. Like First my, of all, she's stronger than him. Uh, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like... Because yeah, wasn't that like, of the two of them, she was the one that was in the Air Force, right? Yeah, she's the one that was... She's the retired yeah, she military. Beat <laughs> and she's the one that is bodybuilding now and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so, it's, it's again, it's just like, why can't you grasp that concept, Heavenly? Yeah, I mean, Nobody is saying you're making things up. Nobody is saying you're you're telling secrets. You're telling things that Contessa told you in confidence. But even opening your friends up to more vitriol and negativity, because the internet is fucking cruel, and opening her up to more cruelty, knowing that she's trying to get her marriage back on the good foot, I that's fucked up to me. And is. y'all can let me know if you know if if you see it differently. 
Uh, it's fucked up. And Heavenly knows she wrong, but it's Heavenly. You know, she she either don't care that she wrong or she act fake surprise that she wrong. But either way, she can't really know she damn wrong. Um, the, I, I do believe some of Contessa's anger is misguided. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that. It's that was, misguided. That, and she, she is known for being passive aggressive. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to have to sit Scott's stupid ass down. And if you're staying, you're going to have to check his ass for old and new and let him know where he got you fucked up at, what he's going to do differently if he wants to keep you and y'all family or he needs to get the fuck on. Yeah. Um. And again, this is how, you know, we're friends, because before you even said it, that's why I was going because heavily wrong as fuck. Um, but at the same time, I do think some of Contessa's anger is misguided. And it's easier to it's easier to be angry at Heavenly because she is wrong, but mm-hmm. it's easier for her to be more mad at Heavenly than she, she is that the reason that the marriage is you know, she in don't, a bad place. Because if be- she's mad at Heavenly, she don't have to see Heavenly every day. She don't right. have to talk to Heavenly every day. But she does if have she, to do that with Scott. She has to do that with Scott. And if she is to really lay her feelings out on the table, they will have to sit down and process them and get the shit together. And that's the hardest part. Yeah, it's the hardest part, especially because we've seen at least one season and a half of how just stubborn and terrible Scott is. So that's a battle. That's a harder battle than to have to fight with Heavenly you know, with heavenly stupid ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like she, some of her anger is, you know, misguided, but at the same time, because I've been seeing some of this rumblings on the internet, uh, I think it is hilariously laughable, but that some people don't believe heavenly is wrong at all. That is hilariously. Yeah, that is ex- that is like, you like can, which like, show you can, are you watching? Right. Yeah. What points are they making with that? Like you can you you can bring up that well, Heavenly ain't said nothing that Contessa yeah, said that's, herself. That's that's, that's all. Their lean on. That's Heavenly all hasn't true, said but, anything that Contessa didn't say or show the cameras, and but, she she should but, be mad at Scott and not Heavenly. And no, she can be mad at both. She, both. Now, granted, she should be more mad at Scott. But she can be mad at both because nigga and y'all are so full of shit, nigga. Literally, the key point when, as my friend was just saying, you know why heavily wrong? Because you can't call somebody your friend and then do no shit like that. Because if that was the case, why heavily the only because mo- Contessa done said that to all of them? Why heavily the only motherfucker of their friend group that done done the shit? Jabril, yeah. are you smart? And then she like we all sit up around here and talk about each other to each other in the confessionals, maybe. But that's surrounding shit that's happening on the show. Heavenly is is has turned these women's lives and their their downfalls and their relationship woes into financial gain for herself while not cutting them YouTube. in. While not, yeah, while not cutting them in on the profits. If you gonna use my shit to get you some money, bitch, I need a check too. No, I'm full and goddamn well. If anybody even utters one thing about Dr. Daddy, she ready to burn all of Atlanta down. So, like, I I need y'all to I need y'all to tell some grass because you know good and you know good and goddamn well in no world, even if it's some shit that you don't told your friend, you know good and goddamn well in your own personal life. If your friend was doing the shit that heavily done, you would have you would have a problem. Stop I fucking lying it, for the I'm internet. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it one step further. Y'all act 
the way that Contessa is acting when people that you only interact with on Twitter shade you or retweet shade about you. Mm. <laughs> Let's call a thing a motherfucking thing on this holiday weekend. <laughs> Y'all have had whole well. rants and battles on social media because somebody that you follow and follows you that y'all were cool and had a, a good rapport has tweeted some shade about you or y'all disagreed on something and they may have thrown a little shade at you and y'all have lost y'all shit. If you gonna shade me, don't follow me. Mm. If you don't like mm. my tweets, unfollow me. Don't mm. interact with me. Don't do this with me. So don't act like contestants being unfucking reasonable by, ex by expecting a certain level of respect from someone she considered a friend. Right. No, I agree. Like you can make the point that she should be more mad at Scott, which I agree, and some of the anger is misplaced, but not all of it. To say that Hevelin ain't wrong at all, like y'all can go to hell. Y'all, y'all doing that shit where y'all try to be fake above it all for the internet. And I don't like that shit. When you, you ain't know, above it all, <laughs> hello. One minor inconvenience for somebody, y'all talking about throwing hands and clapping and rolling your neck and shit. Say the play with playing somebody else's face. Don't play in mine. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Because I see how you motherfuckers give it up about respect, even respect from strangers. Right. You even expect a certain level of respect from strangers on the internet. So I know you expect a higher level of respect, consideration, and privacy from your motherfucking real life friends. Don't play with me. Just don't Thank do that. You. Thank you for coming to our Nikki talk. Hello. Um... I thought Vegas was fun for the most part. I do not care if Heavenly is going through menopause. You get to going off on me like that, kiss your ass, fuck you, this, that, and the third. We're not going to have no friendship like that. And this is what I mean by, like, people carry dysfunction in all aspects of their life while thinking they're not dysfunctional. Me and Jeremy have never had a disagreement that led to us saying, fuck you, kiss my ass. I don't fuck with you. We ain't no fucking friends. I don't love you. I don't give a fuck about you. Stay the fuck away from me. I don't do that. Yeah, because we're not weirdos. We know how to friendship in a healthy manner. And I respect you and you respect me and I love you and you love me. And we know that words hold power. And that's my biggest problem with Heavenly in general is her mouth and the things that she says and she doesn't think she should have to be held accountable for how she speaks to people words hold power you sitting up here you in the process of losing your mother imagine somebody coming to you while you going through this fuck you i don't love you i can't stand you words can beat people down mm-hmm That's my biggest problem with Heavenly. I think she is hilarious. I think she is brilliant. It's not a lot of black women owning dental practices around in this country. She's doing her thing, but she's she's nasty at the mouth. And she thinks it's okay. She's nasty at the mouth while she work on people's mouth, and that's that's crazy. Speaking of nasty at the mouth, Toya. <laughs> <laughs> Segway Jones. <laughs> hey, I'm on my shit today. Um, Toya, I was glad 
even though I feel like Heavenly Friend was corny for all the bringing up, I, I'm African. We don't play about our careers. I thought all that shit was corny. Yeah, like what the hell? But I'm glad that she checked the shit out of you because Toya is another one who gets real nasty at the mouth, but can't really back it up. Yeah. Don't play with somebody like that that you don't know. You and Heavenly are barely cool. Because all of this shit with Contessa, you was the battery in Contessa's back. Because you've been mad at Conte- uh, been mad at Heavenly for three seasons now. Over what? I don't forget. What they, what she got um, mad at her for? Because uh, Heavenly was calling her out about her and Dr. Damon's financial issues. And how she always trying to keep up with the Joneses, but they always fucking moving and shit. Oh, and, yeah. and when Heavenly came to the show, she just kind of end up being a more valuable asset than Toya, if we being honest. Yeah, yeah, because because to- Toya introduced Heavenly to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you and Heavenly is barely friends, so why would you think you could joke with Heavenly's best friend like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love a good joke, and and we crack good jokes. You know, me and Jeremy, me and me and Mike crack jokes. So, you know, if I do something goofy, and hey, nigga, you sure you an engineer? the math ain't math and literally right we're friends and i said we're friends me and jeremy and friends me and mike are friends my best friend we're friends me and adrian are going to become friends and we're going to be joke my friend my best friend darren who's a lawyer we friends we joke we call him uh we call sometimes when he being funny we be like oh there go the liar coming out the liar (laughs) lawyer you know what i'm saying (laughs) jokes we know each other. You don't know that woman like that to be joking with her like that. And you don't know, no, you don't have a career to be making career jokes, bitch. That was my thing. Say being a stay at home mom is work, but you don't have you a career. Don't play. No, you ain't had to go to college for that. Don't play with my career. Don't, don't play with it. So I was Especially definitely with her friend. Yeah, especially when I don't know you. All of we Africans don't play about our career. I thought that was corny because any any accomplished person, anybody who's done the work, and I'm not even just talking about education wise. If you if you've been working a job for many years and you are becoming experienced, you are becoming an expert at what you do. Don't ever let nobody play on your top about your motherfucking job and your career and what you do. Especially a motherfucker who has been on reality TV for years and is just now establishing an outside business or not even a business. Toya has like a wine club that she does. And if you use her promo code, you get a discount off on some wine and shit. But oh. baby, it took you how many seasons to get to this point? Yes. Okay, so she hosts a wine club. She didn't even do the the Tommy route and try to make her own wine. She's doing a wine club. Yeah, she doesn't have her own wine yet. And I wanted to say this. I hope she does go that I route. I, serve, I wonder if she's going to serve Martel's wine. I hope oh, she fucking right. Right. Oh. Oh, fucking right. Because if you want some Martel wine, just go get you some Sutter Home Sweet Red. They the same thing. I still can't believe he did this. Yeah, <laughs> I can. But it's, it's, it costs $70 to get a bottle. Because the bottle itself is 35 and then the shipping is like 39 or some shit. 
Sure. Like nigga, Wait, ain't nobody trying to pay your motherfucking child support. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the hell? What ha- What the hell happened to Toya in the blog and shit? She don't do that no more. I have no idea. Lord have mercy. I have no idea, but I do feel like Toya, who is somebody who does, Toya does drink, and I'm not saying Toya drinks like she's an alcoholic because I don't believe that at all. But I do believe Toya could gain some footing in the spirits world. Okay. Like, I believe if she really wanted to, Toya could develop her own wine brand. And, you know, Toya could really find some footing when it comes to spirits and drink and drink combinations and what goes well with this. And I would absolutely subscribe to that. Well, maybe we need to get this to her some way because she's going to work that man into the ground. For sure. I was, I was about to say she gonna work that man to the ground I was about to say hell it seemed like she could do that if she wasn't too busy spending up all Eugene money and wanting him to work so work so he could do all the provide for all the, the damn vices and shit yeah yeah and to which speaking of which they had an a incident with their child where the son went to a sleepover a birthday sleepover and the one of the gifts came up missing and they accused Toya and Eugene's son of stealing it. And this is the type of shit I can't deal with with kids. And it wasn't racially motivated because these kids were black. But honestly, whoever the whoever kid had accused my kid, their parents would have to see me. And you need to have a conversation with your kids about doing that to other black kids because again, this is one of those situations where when black people, black boys, black girls, black children are perceived as criminals, they are more likely to lose their lives. And you, I hate that Eugene gaslit Toya like, oh, you was all acting like that's a big that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You don't ever want your kid to be in a position where they are having to fight for a repu- their reputation at such a young age. If nothing we know about Toya and Eugene is that they kids don't need to steal shit from nobody. Right. You know what it reminded me of? Um, him, him saying that reminded me of... Um, remember when he called the cast niggas and everybody got mad and offended? Yeah. It, it kind of brought me in that mind. I was like, hey, y'all kind of subscribe to respectability politics yeah that's what that's what it put me in that mind yeah because eugene did go to respectability route i don't want him to be hanging with the wrong crowd hanging with the this and if we have learned nothing since mike brown is that you can be minding your black ass business mm-hmm. and the police will kill you so don't give me all that hanging with the wrong crowd shit. If you black and you just existing, you are a threat to them. Exactly. Um, Was that it for Mary to Medicine? I do not care about this relationship book from Simone and Cecil because you motherfuckers are running into relationship problems just writing the shit. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> It's like, oh, please leave hey, me alone. Yeah. And Dr. Jackie got a little freak with her. His <laughs> mama's pulled the whip out at the... What? Like, first hey, of all, I know Curtis is not fucking your back out, so please leave us alone. Also, I don't want to see that or imagine it. Thank you so much. Leave me in I that. mean, I would Dr. Jackie with another man that's like a more attractive. 
but not with Curtis looking like Lurch. I, I, okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this controversial. Curtis probably there. looked like Wizard Kelly. Uh, you... Oh man, come on! I've said worse. <laughs> you are such a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I've teetered the line harder than that. <sighs> We know somebody ain't teetering no back, so that is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing no bike out. I'm going to be honest. I don't think nobody on that show husband is blowing their back out. Well, I do think Cecil. Yeah, I was about to say Cecil. I do, I do think Cecil blow the nays out of uh, Dr. Simone. Blow she just being that mother. <laughs> <laughs> he just be, she being that mother. Like Mr. Ed. <laughs> 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 before we before we go anila you a nasty bitch and i like it you nasty you be taking it in the booty hole <laughs> you be letting doctor whatever doctor what's his name kieran kieran yeah you be letting dr kieran in that little brown starfish <laughs> 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 or caramel, if you will. Oh, fuck it. Right. <laughs> you be letting Dr. Karen hit all them hoes. Okay, so. Look, Curry I'm, Camel Toe. Oh, my look, God. Curry Camel. Uh, Showtime. <laughs> Text it to me. <laughs> curry Camel Toe. Ugh. He be okay. all in that Hindu hiney. Just he, oh, fucking right. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh god! Man, let's boy. move to the bill collector. Yeah, she stopped drinking at all. She said, "And another shot, and another, sh- and another <laughs> shot. Never you have, have her ever. You have, you have done every fucking thing, boy. Yeah, dog. I want to hang out with Anila. She just became interesting." <laughs> Um, I just want to say before we go, Anila called her parents to come help her instead of hiring a nanny and want to get them a list of rules. That's not how any of that works. No, it's not. It, that's not how any of that works at all. Like if you called your parents for help, you are at their mercy. If you want to provide somebody a list of rules that they must abide by, hire a new nanny. I would have gotten a nanny when one of my rules was you have to wash your hands when you're preparing food. Yeah, see that that's we, me up. <laughs> nanny me because down. what is they doing down? What is they doing down there? Like, damn, you digging up your nose and putting your hands in the tikka masala? Good God. Mm-mm. That's what I, <laughs> that's all I had to say about that. Um <laughs> We're going to close out with the Bell Collective. And so, two things. Akia, you look just like them women. So, who was you calling ugly exactly? Because all y'all look like distant cousins. Y'all look like dark skin and light skin cousins. Got a light skin. That's from Jackson, Mississippi. That's from Jackson, Mississippi. Like y'all look alike. So like, and one thing I can say, and we've said this before, this is a cast of good looking women. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The cast yeah. of good looking women. I'm glad that Marie and Latrice have reconciled for now because they literally should have had no beef in the first place. Thank you. Thank you. I believe the person who made that wig for Marie switched her hair out, which I I did some Googling and apparently that's very fucking common. It is. It's very fucking common for women to send their bundles into a wig maker and the, the wig maker uses the bundles for themselves and puts some cheaper hair into the wig. Mm. At some point, they're going to start having to put a chip on them goddamn bundles to make sure they feel good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe if Marie would have handled it better, I guarantee you Latrice would have given her some new hair. And she we've probably would have asked start... the old hair back and been like, yeah, this is not my hair. It's not the quality of hair I sell. It just could have been handled differently if Marie was in a better hair space. Um, I feel like Marie has had a wake-up call in the light of her, um, her grandson's mom being murdered, to which mm-hmm. can I ask y'all a question? Go ahead. Do you think that was a fluke accident or do you think that girl was into some shit or fucking with somebody that was into some shit they shouldn't have been into? Um, Considering that it's by the grace of God that the baby survived, I think I don't think she was into the shit, but I think she was, like you said, dating or involved with somebody and she just was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, that's what I believe. I don't yeah. think this was a, t- a complete fluke. I feel like that vehicle was targeted. Yeah, yeah. and they were targeting the who she was messing with, and it just so happened that he wasn't there, but she and the baby was. Now, what I don't know, and I, I don't, I'm sure we are never gonna get the answer to this. Was she still with Marie's son, or were they just co-parenting? If his track record holds, I'm gonna vote co-parenting. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Too. Because I was gonna say, if they was together, what is he into? Yeah, I, I think they were just co-parenting at that point. Okay. Okay. Um, I think she's had a wake-up call in light of that. You know, very tragic. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, that baby is here and well. And what she was upset with Latrice about was very much dumb. Very dumb. Um. I, something about Aikisha rubs me the wrong way. And okay, we I'm said glad this. We, I'm, I'm glad we, we here, said cause... this when she was doing like the Mrs. Me Too shit. Yes. Yeah. Like I I know how I can fry some good pe- bacon. Oh girl, we grow hogs and slaughter them, and then I fry my own bacon me too. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like you you hunting there. I'm hunting there too, child. Like some she just we said it the last time we recorded, she just it it is it, it's not coming off genuine. It's not. It's not coming off. It's giving a FOMO ass nigga. You know, we hate a FOMO ass nigga. Yeah, for sure. So I I wanted to get that off my my chest. Demond is definitely cheating on Tambra. Yeah. Yeah. And why do they keep referring to it as a connection? He shared (laughs) this connection. He had an emotional connection. Connection. Y'all was fucking. (laughs) That's the only way you build emotional connections. Have you ever been emotionally connected to somebody you didn't fuck? We had a bond. 
that's why but that's why connection and we got two kids <laughs> but if we would we wouldn't have no emotional connection if we weren't fucking okay you would be my homeboy oh god damn it's just like fam so based on that being the wording do you think that tambra does know that he yes he fucking that girl okay yes okay yeah that's what i pick up on i look at what people don't say or how they say stuff yeah because she can't come out and say neither demond nor tambra have come out and said demond has never had any type of relationship with this woman outside of a working relationship okay he like, this is my friend that I thought we had, we had a friendship. He has never once de- like fully f- denied it. Like we've never had anything going on sexually. In my eyes, there has never been no fucking emotional connection. Nothing. Like, okay. like you said, you got to read between the lines. Cause that's where it's at. And she too defensive. Yeah. Too defensive. Now I want to get to the, I want to get to Glenn. That a nigga named Glenn. A fuck nigga named Glenn. That, hello. There you go. Letitia need to divorce this nigga and go on about her business. Let me tell you something. I can't stand no I want my family back. I'm fighting for my family ass nigga because you wouldn't have to fight for nothing if you would have kept your dick in your pants. And every reaction, every response that Letitia is giving to Glenn is justified. You broke her trust. And I'm glad Cliff said it. This is this is your doing. Yeah. You don't get to cry after you did this. You did this. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the cliff to be the one to say it, but yeah. You did that. And how do you do that? Say I'm trying to get my family back, and because it isn't happening on the timetable, you want it to happen they, on. They are, yeah, come on. Now it's fuck, now it's fuck everything or all this. Oh, I'm trying my best, and she just won't give me no no leeway or nothing. After you didn't fucked over this woman like 17 times and got a baby out there, possibly, which mm. I think it's his baby. Because you we haven't still gotten haven't no seen DNA no test. DNA results. He hasn't taken one. Mm. Like I, it, to me, it's it's screaming. I'll manipulate my way back into the house. Yeah, yep. and and scare tactic my way back into the house. You following her places where she going? You flipping out on her because she doesn't uh, answer the phone when you think she should answer the phone. You speeding off in that old ass charger and shit. It's not even a <laughs> Hellcat. <laughs> he mad because he's off. done all this. She dropping that weight, looking good. That's here. what I was finna say. She didn't lost some weight. She's looking amazing. She was a pretty girl, anyways. Let us mm-hmm. clarify that. We're not saying she looks better because she lost weight. We're saying she's losing weight. She's getting healthier. She seems to be in a better headspace without you being there. And you're fucking mad because you thought this woman was gonna sit at home, cry, and gain three hundred more pounds. Not on to add on to that. Not only that. Not only is he mad, he's threatened. He's mm-hmm. threatened. I want mm-hmm. my family. Let me tell you something. This how I know you're not ready to come back home and do right. You had one job to get your son to his birthday party on time. You couldn't even fucking do that. Mm. When you trying to when you trying to shake back and you trying to get back in the household and shit, you supposed to be on your P's and motherfucking Q's. You couldn't even do that. 
then you walk in here and you want to argue with her at your, at your son's birthday party. Like a like a dumbass. A whole Yeah, you want to be mad at Latrice and all this. Latrice ain't, ain't nobody fucked up Glenn's marriage but Glenn over nigga, some fucking candy yams. A nigga named Glenn. Fuck nigga named Glenn. Don't forget. A fuck, you, you're right. A fuck nigga named Glenn. Like... I, I would I would love for Letitia to go ahead and file for divorce and stop playing with her fucking self. I don't think she is though. I don't think she is either. Me either, unfortunately. I don't think she is either. Sadly. Sad. Um then they go on this fishing trip and he still can't hold himself accountable. You are you amongst other men, no women around. If ever there was a time to be transparent. It would be this time. But I'm going to tell you what. So Gucci husband had me hollering. <laughs> he is fucking hilarious. Easily one of the best additions to the show. One of the best additions to the show. I like Aikisha husband. I just don't like Aikisha. Aikisha yeah, right. husband said, what y'all be doing down here in Mississippi besides infidelity? <laughs> 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 Um, I think the rest of the season is about to get very interesting because um, we, in this episode as well, we were introduced to more of the fi- uh, family dynamic with uh, Soguchi and her husband and them having kids from an outside, from outside relationships and the kids don't get along. That's a recipe for miss. They don't like each other. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, I hope that it does come out. I hope that we get to see if Damon is actually cheating or not on Tambra um, with her annoying ass voice. I want them to stop trying to have these uh, these brunches, these clear to air brunches, because don't shit get cleared. Don't shit get At the cleared. tables. Thank you. You beat me to <laughs> I want Marie. I want to see Marie divorce her husband. This is the thing before we get out of here that's bothering my soul with you ladies. Y'all be living in limbo with these niggas. And I don't like that for y'all. Either these niggas is going to do the right thing by y'all or y'all are going to be single and mingling. All of this, we together, we married, but we we living in separate homes. We don't speak. We don't talk. We don't call each other. What the fuck is the purpose of that? How do you have space for something new and beautiful to come into your life when you holding on to dead weight? Hello? File that fucking divorce and go on about your business or get your ass in counseling with your spouse and figure the shit out. Or file for the divorce and if it comes back together, get remarried. Don't nothing stop you from getting remarried. But y'all is sitting in limbo, not, not enjoying yourselves, not able to fully enjoy life, not able to be open if somebody come along that you really fucking like and they really fucking like you. What you gonna do? Because you married. And once you once you introduce that aspect, you know them niggas definitely not gonna give you the divorce you want if they see you trying to move on and be happy. Stop living in limbo, Letitia and Marie. That shit is driving me crazy. Y'all married, y'all wanna be single and mingling, but y'all are legally married. Get that shit off your plate so you could go back to the buffet and eat some more. Get that monkey off your back so your monkey can get a. Hey, come on. Mm. 
You can't spell love without eat my ass. <laughs> All right. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for <laughs> eat this nigga. Oh man. <laughs> The greatest in school. <laughs> it's only it's only one engineer here, so what I say goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was fairly good at English. <laughs> well, you know, fairly good is not great. So <laughs> this nigga here, man. <laughs> um, Adrian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, having me. We have you back on some more. Um, oh, I would love to. Want to have you back on some more? You know, uh, we got really good chemistry, and y'all never know what could happen. Me and Jeremy have been a duo since Curtis left us, but we may come back to a trio one of these days, and that starts with us getting a chance to guest co-host with people who want to be on the show, with listeners who want to be on, who watch reality TV. Um, If you are open to being a guest, you know where to find us on social media. But Adrian, it has been a pleasure. Um, You you brought so much comedy to the show today. And we want to have you back when we get Love and Marriage Huntsville back in the mix, because I know you'll cut up then. Oh, will I? Um, Before we go, tell the people where they can find you. If you want to be found, um, we know Twitter is the ghetto, but also it's a great source of keeping up with reality TV mess. So right, that's where I am. Um, yep. and that's at um adtesq83. Yep. So go go follow if you watch if you're watching the reality TV shows. Go follow because you know we we gonna be discussing. Um, but that is it. Be sure to subscribe to the Patreon. Because you're also going to get new Ratchet Reloaded content where we're covering um, the end of Dubai. And, oh my God, Jeremy, something's going to have to move to the Patreon because uh, Salt Lake City is on its way back as well. Oh, yeah, because they, the, they showed the trailer. Salt Lake City is on its way back, too. Yeah, we're going to have to shuffle some shit around. Oh my God! This is a good problem. This is a good problem to have. But uh, go ahead, subscribe to Patreon. Five dollars a month will get you access to Ratchet Reloaded. But ten dollars a month will get you access to the Wind Down, Red Light Special, FNM Roundtable Talks, and everything on the five dollar level as well. We will see y'all back next week. Peace, Peace niggas.